488th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use promo code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Head on over to cut.com, that's K-U-T-T, and use promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And of course, we are brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store, 15% off everything when you use promo code PLAYOFFS. Hi-ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to another exciting edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 488, it says in my top corner. This one's going out to, actually, I've changed it, Gumby. Mickle Mickle. It's going out to Mickle Mickle on Facebook, who, uh, who watched our KSW video and critiqued how, how I say Polish last name. So thank you, Mickle <laughs> Mickle. Mickle. I, I, I do need critiquing. That is true. Uh, thanks for coming to the show. I'm one of your host, Jeff Chalks Fox, the one who, mis- who mispronounces everyone's name um my co-host is sick today so everyone be nice to him all right don't give him a hard time just let him get his get the work done here uh get his picks in and no one uh, no one give him any lip it's a tfc 297 that we're talking about this week of course in my backyard squish bank arena in toronto ontario canada and what a card it is well if you like canadian fighters uh it's got a lot of those but um maybe not <laughs> Heck of a lot of star power up top. I'm not sure if uh, Saudi Arabia would reject this card or not. If if the UFC tried to host it there, um, who's to say? Uh, let's bring in the sick man himself, and we shall get moving with uh, our prelim picks. It's one and only sicko Gumby Vreeland. Hello. Do Do you think the reason why they don't have a lot of star power on this is Canada in general right now does not have a lot of star power? No. Like who, yes, who's your true. biggest yeah. Who's your biggest star? Is it Jillian Robertson? On this card, who's you think I mean, just, star on I, I just mean biggest Canadian star right now in, in the UFC. Well, there isn't one, yeah. I it's really maybe, don't know. Maybe Jillian Robertson, like she might have the most. Uh, she is, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, no, no, no issue with her, but yeah, I don't know about that. I think most people As will just did vicious, maybe more popular yeah, than her, possibly. I, yeah, I don't know if she's more popular, but she's probably a better prospect. Mike Mowat seems yeah. to be getting a lot of shine this weekend, so yeah. you know, could maybe we could use him. But yeah, there's there ain't a ton of them. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's been barren ever since the days of GSP. Really, uh, Rory McDonald was supposed to uh, pick up the mantle. It didn't really happen, at least not in, in the UFC. And then after that, it's been it's been quiet. We we, we got Olivier Aubin Mercier in uh, in PFL, but. Um, yeah, he, he didn't really make it. He, he did good in, in the UFC, but didn't really make a lot of waves. His personality really didn't come out fully until he got away from the shackles of the UFC, I guess, right? Yeah, I think it was there. I think it maybe just not highlighted the way it is in PFL. Yeah. Um, you guys hung your hat on Hakeem Dawudu, uh for a minute, yeah. too. Yeah, that was, yeah. That, was your, that was your guy for, for a quick second. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, Thoughts on I, I mentioned it. Thoughts on the Saudi Arabia card that's that's no more, and it's going to be a UFC Apex card. Apparently, Jarzine Rosenstrike, uh, Jarzine Rosenstrike, is not worth twenty million dollars to the Saudis. Was that the main event? Because I know uh, I don't know I, if it was I, main event. Yeah, I, I kind of kept seeing matchups and being like, ah, you know, the Saudis will mandate that they come with like 
something real for a main event. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then uh, then they just pulled it, which is uh, yes. one of the more hilarious things that's happened to Dana White. He's like, yeah. you want our, what was it, $22 million a card or something like that? They yeah. promised them. And uh, you want our $22 million, put some fighters on it. Which, exactly. to be fair, makes sense, right? Like, yeah. they, they pretty much don't have to worry about the cost of fighters. They could load it up if they wanted to because $22 million is going to cover any card's worth of fighters. Um, yeah. you know, unless you cherry pick the best 22 or, you know, the, the highest paid 22 in the UFC, like then maybe not, but even then, uh, so like, yeah, no, it makes sense that they wanted to pull it. If I'm giving you 22 million, give me more than biggie boy. <laughs> hate to hate to side with the, the Saudis on something, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of, kind of nice to see if, uh, someone stick it to the UFC, uh, finally, um, thoughts on any of the big fights that oh, I, I did this. I set you up with this before a few episodes ago, and you, you said no, you had no. Fights. I just said you no. Any, I no. Any, any of the other fights that have been announced recently? Uh, um, the, Max, the Max Holloway Justin Gaethje one's kind of fascinating yeah. to me. Um, you know, I, is Max gonna try a 155 pound run? That's probably the best move for him right now. Nobody wants to watch him fight Volk for a fourth time. Um, so, like, yeah, like that kind of makes sense. I don't necessarily love the matchup being that like Poye battered him like. What was that three or four years ago? And uh, yeah, I think Gagey's just like a touch better, and Max is probably a touch slower than he used to be. So, you know, I may, maybe don't love that match for Max, but it makes sense if that's how he wants to progress in his career. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one, I think, for him. What, what are the uh, what's the line for that? So it opened at negative 140, I saw for Justin Gagey. Uh, and I messaged the group immediately. I'm like, hey, just so right. you know, negative 140, Justin Gagey right now act accordingly i'm pretty sure the exact words i put in there and uh within another 45 minutes i think gaichi was negative 165 um which is a little bit more of where i would have like lined it to start if that were me like i probably would have lined that negative 170s negative 180s so like it's starting to get close to probably where i would have put it um but it started super low yeah gumby got that line steamed up uh, by all the dejans in the in the discard so if you want to get lines before they get steamed up by the gen the gens obviously get in the discord sports gamblingpockets.com slash discords so yeah that's that's a good fight and then jim miller bobby green you think that's a, a good matchup for ufc 300 it's exactly what you need for a jim miller matchup something that's uh a household name let me let, let's steal that line again household a headliner uh, yeah. he was a headliner this yeah, uh, last year or so <laughs> I, I would say you can't be call yourself like a legitimate ufc fan in 2024 if you've like never heard of bobby green before so like he, he's a name that people who follow the sport definitely know um which is what you kind of needed for jim miller I don't think they had any interest in him going up a weight class. I know there were some talks about Matt Brown, but I, I think they like him continuing to be competitive because it, it's nice yeah. to see him keep fighting. But if we kept seeing him get knocked out or dominated in there, like it would be less nice. Uh, so like, you know, could Bobby Green beat him? Sure. But like, you know, I, I, I can see Jim Miller pulling that off as well. Oh, plus 170. If you want, if you like that Gumby. Yeah, I, uh, I'm probably going to marinate on it a little more because his, his yeah. striking looked good against uh, against Gabriel Benitez, but he did wear it really terribly. Like his face uh, took took some damage. So you know who knows. Uh, come come fight time, we'll see how I feel. Yeah, it's uh, 
It's a tough one. I'm not sure what what side I'm I'm uh, falling on. So we're doing the prelims today. UFC 297. Uh, how what thoughts on the lines or the uh, making picks for for the prelim portion of of this card? This I um I think uh, I think we're gonna disagree a lot. That's what I'm. Oh yeah. Say. I don't think we're gonna get along today. <laughs> really? Yeah. Why? What, I what I just have a feeling. That uh, I'm picking against people you like. Uh, oh, okay. I'm, I'm I don't like going, anyone, first of all. <laughs> I'm maybe going to a little bit too underdog heavy. Like, uh, you okay. know, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't, I don't think we're going to agree very much. Tomorrow's show is my underdog heavy show. <laughs> uh, today's show, today's show, not so much. Uh, yeah. I've, uh, who knows? Maybe you can persuade me. You have pers- persuaded me before. I, I don't think. I, sometimes it pays off when I, when that, I that should have been the that should have been the stat you tracked in 2024 yeah how many times <laughs> how did, did gumby me? get get jeff off a, a correct pick <laughs> yeah exactly it's true i should track that um one thing i did check uh, um talk about home advantage because this is a card full of canadians on canadian soil um last year what do you think the hometown fighter i, I did it their home country or if it's like australia I, I included new zealand if it's if it's the um, Abu Dhabi or, or one of those countries, I included uh, Muslim Muslim fighters that um, that that uh, get all the from chairs the down there, stuff like yeah, that. From yeah. The region. Um, yeah. So, what what percentage? What's the win percentage of the hometown fighters going to be last year? Did uh, did you did you leave American fighters out altogether? Yeah, American fighters were out uh, left okay. out, and okay. uh, if if they're fighting against a countryman, I left that out as well. Okay, I would say. Hometown advantage, 72%. 64, not as big as Ooh, you. okay. Okay. Yeah. Two, out, two out of three. I would say some of that is probably a little bit of a bump. Some of that is also when you're from the hometown. Yeah. Sometimes you get some favorable matchups. Yep, exactly. Exactly. But it doesn't matter to us. We uh, we just want to know if they're going to win or not. But yeah, uh, the, the Canadians did very well in the Canadian event too. So keep that in mind. Because we are going to have a, uh, we're going to give you some Canadian fights right now. Uh, Canadian fighters. After I tell you about Draft Kings, Draft Kings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, which are over. According to Gummy, is bringing you an offer that'll help the play make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get two hundred dollars instantly in bonus bets. Does Sick Gumby have any sick lines for Draft Kings for us? Uh, I mean, like, the, just just check the uh, over and unders for every single line on this fight card because they dropped those earlier this week, and I noticed that the the numbers in general just look better than anywhere else. Oh, okay, all right. So over under round length, we're talking. Yeah, yeah, totals and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totals, right? The Yanni special, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if you if you love Yanni's favorite picks, uh, yes, exactly. This, this is the place Amen. for you. <laughs> All right, so download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SGP. New customers can bet just 5 bucks to get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 888- Seven eight nine seven 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 seven, or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. Twenty-one plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire one hundred and sixty-eight hours after issuance. cdkngcom slash football for terms and deposit restrictions. 
I said that wrong. See dtkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Boom. All right. Let's get some picks now. UFC 297 this Saturday. Scotiabank Arena. Home of the Maple Leafs and the Raptors in Toronto. We are starting with the early prelims, which start at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. ESPN Plus. UFC Fight Pass. And we got a Canadian in the opener. No surprise there. Flyweights. The Canadian Malcolm Gordon versus Jimmy Flick from the United States of America. Jimmy the Brick Flick, 16 and 7 with 14 submissions. So we know how, uh, or as they say, what side of the bread his. I screwed this one up before, didn't I? What side of the his bread is buttered? Oh, I crap. I screwed it up. I don't again. think this is an American expression. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on, shall we? Uh, anyhow, he's good at he's good at submissions. Is there if there if there's a uh, an expression that says he's good at submissions? That's what he is. He's been knocked out six times. Not so good at eating punches. Uh, one and two in the UFC. He's lost two straight, both via TKO. He's not one since December 2020. One and zero in Dana White a contender series. Multiple championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt or hat that I'm wearing. sportsgamblingpodcastcom slash store playoffs is your code. Get 15 percent off. Uh, Mr. Flick has fought at Bantamweight and Featherweight. One and on Bellator, 2010 Pro MMA debut. Oh, one in Muay Thai. Do you know who he fought in Muay Thai, Dan? Oh, God, no. Why is Chris, he fighting Muay Chris, Thai? Chris Gutierrez is who he fought. That sounds terrible for Jimmy Flick. <laughs> well, he lost. It was 24, 2014, I think. So there you go. You were right. It was terrible. One no is a kickboxer. More active landing strikes than Gordon. He's been outstruck in the UFC by 3.06 strikes per minute, including his win on contender series. Plus 175. Malcolm X. Gordon, 14 and 7, five knockouts, six submissions. He's been knocked out five times, submitted twice. Two and f- so he's been finishing all of his losses. Two and four in the UFC. He's gone 0 and 2. Before that, he went 2 and 2. Both of his past two losses have come via finish. He has missed weight recently as well. Used to fight up at Bantamweight. Multiple region championships on his mantle. Correct. Good shirt. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store playoffs is your code. Uh, Miss Wade used to fight a band away. One and on Bellator 2012 pro MMA debut. Three inches of reach on flick. He's been outstruck in the UFC by 0.33 strikes per minute. He's at minus 190. Gumby, are we fading the Canadian or are we picking the Canadian? No, we're riding with the Canadian here. Malcolm Gordon all day. Uh, It's half a fade on flick and half also. I just think in general, Malcolm Gordon's kind of underrated. Uh, you know, I went back and I watched that fight with uh, Muhammad Mokayev. He had Mokayev's back at a point and, like, was looking to sink in a choke. And so, like, if you're doing that on the ground against Muhammad Mokayev, who is, like, on a short list of contenders for the title, you know, I don't think he's the best in the division by any stretch of the imagination, but, like, he's up there. And if you're doing that to him on the ground, you know, like, Jimmy Flick's got some, like, crafty stuff he does, right? Like, he had a flying triangle one time and, you know, like he, he does that kind of stuff. But he's, he's not a good wrestler. Um, and, and Malcolm Gordon is kind of a good wrestler. And as long as Malcolm Gordon's like, nah, I ain't going to the ground, he is going to piece up Jimmy Flick on the feet, especially with the reach advantage. I mean, he'll have a speed advantage. He's a better striker. I, I mean, there's so many reasons to like Malcolm Gordon in this one. I, I don't think, apart from a Hail Mary on thinking Jimmy Flick is going to catch a submission as he pulls guard and Malcolm Gordon follows him to the mat, apart from that, you really can't draw a path to victory for Jimmy Flick for me. Yeah, Malcolm Gordon is obviously the pick for me. I am not fading the fellow Canadian here. Gumby laid out pretty much, pretty clearly why um, Gordon is the pick. All right, we're staying with flyweights, going to the women's side. Women's flyweight 
the aforementioned Jasmine Chisudavicius versus Priscilla Cachuera. Zombie girl would be Cachuera. 12 and 5 with seven knockouts. She's been submitted three times, four and five in the UFC. She's won two of her last three and four of her last six. Lost her last fight via submission. Used to fight at Bantamweight. Has missed weight before. More active landing strikes. However, she's been outstruck in the UFC by 3.01 strikes per minute. Plus 310. Jasmine Jasuda is 9-3. Two knockouts, one submission. Never been finished in a fight. 3-2 and two in the UFC. 2-1 and one over her last three. 5-2 and two over her last seven. Did lose her last fight, though. 1-0 contender series. Three inches of reach on Cachuera. She's been outstruck in the UFC and contender series by 0.87 strikes per minute. Better grappling stats than Cachuera. Minus 350. I was really was thinking hard about taking Cachuera here, but um, yeah, I don't think the odds should be what they are, but I, I eventually I'm going to side with uh, Jusuda Vicious here. I think she's the type of fighter who hometown crowd is going to help um, with. Um, she just seems to be the kind that will get pumped up here. She's just relentless uh, in the cage, and uh, I think that's going to pay off for her. I think she'll uh, be grinding um, Cachuera, probably take her down um and grind out a, a decision when is is my pick if you want to be exact here so jj is the pick yeah i i uh i i also debated catch just because i saw the line and i was like mm, maybe i like catch here um because she is a good boxer and she's got big mm-hmm. strength but then you know i kind of rewatched her getting taken down pretty easily and you know reminded myself that jasmine jesudavisius like manhandled miranda maverick and so like as mm-hmm. long as she stays away from that big shot early I mean, this should be her taking her down, beating the hell out of her for four and a half minutes and rinse and repeat for three rounds. Um, Cause you know, zombie girl survives on the mat for the most part. It's not like she, you know, it's, she, she's going to throw a sub up. It's not like she's really going to work to get up all that much or even have any success against Jess Davisius. But like, I, I think she'll just survive that 15 minutes while jazz just, you know, puts an absolute beating on her. Yep. I agree, obviously. So there you go. We are on the seat. We're green. There's only uh, one, two, three, four, five more fights. Do you think we're going to disagree on the rest of them? I, I think at least three of Just them. Just some surprises coming? Three of them? Okay. three of them. Let's see what happens with the next fight. The main event, Gumby, of the early <laughs> prelims. There are some dot, dot, dots. Uh, it's, like when we used to have, it's like when we used to have Facebook prelims. Oh, yes. Everybody remembers Facebook prelims. <laughs> of course. Facebook prelims, the good old days. Um, all right. These are on ESPN Plus and UFC Fight Pass. So much better. Uh, Walter Waits, Johan Lyonese versus Sam Patterson. So Canadian Lyonese, Jasmine Canadian, Malcolm Gordon Canadian. So, so far we've picked all Canadians to see if we make it three in a row here. Tell you about Sam Patterson first. He is the future. I don't know of what, but he is the future, Gumby. People love that nickname. The future is Sam Patterson. Yes. They do love the nickname. thought it was uh, Macy ten- Barber. Apparently, I thought so too. Uh, this future is 10, 2, and 1. So uh, 10 wins, 2 losses, 1 draw. 4 knockouts, 5 submissions. He owes his rounds. He's been knocked out twice. So he really, really owns his rounds here. Uh, 0-1 in the UFC. 1-0 contender series. Got TKO'd in his last fight. He's fight at lightweight. 2 inches height, 2 inches of reach. 4 years younger over Lionese. More active lane strikes. He has been outstruck over his two fights, contender series and UFC fight by 1.42 strikes a minute. He's at plus 125. Lionese, the white lion, nine and two with six knockouts. He's been knocked out once, submitted once. One and two in the UFC. Lost win, loss for his last three. He got submitted in his last fight. One and one contender series was regional champion. Better striking stats, better grappling stats than Patterson. Uh, however, he has been outstruck over, it would be four, four fights we have that, stats for. He's been outstruck by 1.1 strikes per minute. So minus 148. All right. Are we sticking with Canadians or not, Gumby? 
I've warned you guys about the dog eye defense. Uh, it, it's been bad lately. Uh, time and time again, it's been bad lately. And the first person to really show truly how bad it could be was Sam Patterson, uh, who had a 10-inch reach advantage over his last opponent and still managed to get flatlined with, like, yeah. yeah, the easiest right hand I've ever seen. Now he's going to be fighting a guy, and he's used to having a reach advantage, right? That's the thing. Right. And so like, he had a reach advantage and still used it so poorly that a guy – well, like I said, he had a 10-inch reach advantage on, got inside, and knocked him out in like a minute and 15 seconds. Now he's fighting a guy who pretty much has the same reach as him. Well, I may say I think it's it's a two-inch difference in terms yeah, of reach. Yeah, two. Yeah, which is like, you know, nothing compared to what Patterson is used to. So, like, if he does any of that backing up like that, dude, Lionese is going to put him out hard because that's the thing about Jan. Like, is his grappling great? Not particularly. Is he going to – you know, go toe to toe with you and and outbox you for 15 minutes? Probably not, but he's definitely got the power to knock just about anybody out. Patterson just showed that his chin is maybe questionable. So, you know, give me the guy who's actually got some defense when it comes to uh, striking, and give me the guy who uh, who's going to be clearly reaching Sam Patterson's chin more than once. All right. See, did you think we were going to differ on any of those? Because we didn't. Gumby, we're on the same page. I, I thought maybe you'd be on the same page as that one, but the, the differences are coming. Things are going to get crazy in the next in the next block here, Gumby. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you'll just pick everything exactly <laughs> the same as me, and I'll lose my mind. Crazy, as long as I don't get sick like you, too. Um, <laughs> what, another thing we do agree on is Cut, K-U-T-T. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Two things I am not. I've used that joke three times now. I'm still going to keep using it. I'm a dad. That's what we do. Peer-to-peer social betting is a new and better way to bet. Bet directly against your friends or other users on sports, politics, pop culture, and other events with verifiable outcomes. And it's tons of fun. And it has, excuse me, tons of fun social features that give it the feel of a betting social network. Cut offers lower VIG and fully customizable odds. Create your own bets. Cut handles the payment side of things, so you never have to chase da- anyone down for dollars. Social features include group chats, betting leaderboards, head-to-head history, user profiles, fan groups, and more. And the rewards is you get your cash back every single time you bet against your friends or other users. Reminder, Cut is the... I am emphasize is I, sh- I was supposed to emphasize, em- emphasize the this taking it let's do another cut reminder cut is the peer to peer social betting platform that's U S based and legal in forty states that rhymes kind of head to cut.com. that's k u t t that's that's the key there ladies and gentlemen k u t t use promo code s g p n for ten percent deposit bonus I do have to say at least ladies and gentlemen I said ladies but at least one lady listens to, watches us so ladies and gentlemen. All right, Underdog Fantasy. We are making a push to um, to hit a goal for Underdog Fantasy this month. We're having another little competition between us and the other um, podcasts on the network. So everyone sign up to Underdog Fantasy and, and help us out here. So Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball, college football, MMA. They got it all. Everything that is in season as my voice cracks. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. Gumby, do you have any plays? Yeah, uh, they got the MMA lines up for this week already, oh, which good. is one of the things I love about them. Uh, and Malcolm Gordon's projection on his significant strikes, only 24 and a half. Uh, I think if he keeps it standing against Jimmy Flick, he'll definitely land more than those. So, yeah, give me the higher than on Malcolm Gordon's significant strikes. Excellent. I may include that in the article I will do on sportsgamblingpodcast.com tomorrow. I'm 
we'll be doing a UFC 297 underdog article with it three picks so we'll see if that makes the cut or not if not you'll end up having four different picks from from us so watch along make your picks and maybe make a little cash over on underdog's mobile app or website underdogfantasy.com and when you sign up for the promo code sgpn underdog will double your first deposit of up to 100 bucks that's underdog fantasy promo sgpn all right let's see if things get crazy here or not women's straw weights jillian robertson versus pollyanna vienna did you have trouble with this one at all gumby i did Okay, yeah, me lot. too. I had a lot of it. The line is an issue. Um, I've switched back and forth. People in the Discord are thinking you're going to be, like, Jong thought you are going to be right in on, on the Canadian here. But um, we'll see if, if Jong knows what he's talking about or not. I, I'm trying to see if I can get you to get you to play your hand here for me because I have to make the pick first. But <laughs> you're not giving me anything, are you? You're being a poker the, face. The, the problem is you don't really look at my face when we record because no, I did make. I, I, did I was make... there. <laughs> okay, can, can we rewind? John thinks rewind. you're going to be right in on uh, on Jillian Robertson here, and you're going to make her part of us. Uh, her subplay part of a a um, hungry man, John. Hungry man, John. Perhaps we'll have to see. <laughs> damn it! Damn it! Damn it! All right, women's strawweight Jillian Robertson versus Pollyanna Vienna opens up the main card, not the main card, excuse me, the main prelim portion of the card. 8 p.m. Eastern, ESPN News, ESPN Plus, and on the ESP, uh, sorry, not ESPNs, on the UFC's new television provider in Canada, Sportsnet. Makes no difference. It's not TSN; it's Sportsnet now. All right, uh, let's tell you about the visitor from Brazil, Pollyanna Vienna, Dama De Ferro. 13 to 6, five knockouts, eight submissions. So he, she's finished everyone. She owes his rounds. She's been submitted twice. Five, seven to five in the UFC. Lost win loss over her last three. She got submitted in her last fight. Was regional champion. Used to fight up at flyweight. 2013 Pro MMA debut. Four inches of reach on Robertson. Better striking sets. More active landing strikes than Robertson as well. And she's outstruck her opponents by about over half a strike a minute. She's at plus 0.56. And speaking of pluses, she's plus 220. So I'm saying this line is... I don't know. It feels like it should be more close in the pick'em range for me, but regardless, um, we shall move on. The Savage Jillian Robertson, or is it Jillian the Savage Robertson? I think that sounds better. In the yeah, middle. I think it's think? I think it's in the middle. All right. The Dean Thomas uh, protege. She is twelve and eight, one knockout, nine submissions. She's been knocked out once, submitted once. Nine and six in the UFC. Two and one over her last three. Three and two over her last five. Three and four over her last seven. So it got worse the farther we got along there. Uh, did lose her last fight. Used fight at flyweight, has missed weight before. 0 and 1 on the ultimate fighter. 4 and 4 as a pro grappler. At least the the stats that uh, they have uh, or the, the match that they have listed on Wikipedia there. Uh, three years younger than Viata. She's been outstruck in the UC by 0.61 strikes per minute. Better grappling stats than Viana, minus 245. And she's Canadian, technically. She grew up in Florida, I believe. So she's quasi Canadian uh, from Niagara Falls. Niagara Falls is barely Canada, too. Um, all right. What am I doing here, Gumby? Jillian Robertson, really bad in the feet. I'm watching her face the whole time, by the way. Really bad in the feet. Not getting any better. Hasn't improved. She's got to get the fight down to the mat. But Pollyanna Vienna gets taken down a lot. That's the problem. But she also has decent grappling herself. And she's way better on the feet. I think I'm going to go back to where I was to begin with. Give me give me Dama DeFerro. Give me Vienna at the big plus money. Um, look at, look yeah, at that. Robertson hasn't been hasn't been too impressive, and uh, I'm having a feeling you're you're going to side with me. I think that's why I took Vienna. I, I am. are you? Yeah, I, yeah. I like Pollyanna right. in this fight. I, I make me I want make me more I wanna, Go ahead. Yeah, I want to like Jillian Robertson. 
Um, because like you said, you know, like if you just look at the stats, you're like, she hits a bunch of takedowns, Paula Viana gets taken down, you know, that, that in theory could be enough for us to be like, yeah, let's go with that. But here's the problem. Pauliana Viana, like you said, good submission defense gets back to her feet. Fine. And if, if Jillian Robertson spends two and a half minutes of every round on top, I still think she'll lose this fight. Uh, because the two and a half minutes that'll take place on the feet will look so bad for her that none of the judges in their right mind would score the fight for her. Um, you know, like she, she'd have to be on Viana's back and I just don't think she's going to get there. I think she's going to get absolutely blistered on the feet over and over and over and over and over again. Um, and, and I don't think she's going to be able to deal with that striking in, in her entries, right? Because in order to enter in on that take those takedowns, she's going to have to get past the hands. I don't know that she'll do that. So yeah, I, I'm going to go with Viana here too. I, I think, uh, love Robertson, always been a fan of her, uh, but just, I don't like how much time she'll probably have to stand, stand on the feet here. Yeah, that that realm is not improved at all for her, right? It doesn't Striking. seem like it. You know, like no. it, it's maybe little bits and pieces, maybe like technically and, and defensively. But like, here's the thing is like, I've seen little bits and pieces of the way that she backs away from striking exchanges. But sort of what she needs to do in order to get those takedowns is she needs to move into those striking exchanges and avoid the shots. Um, and, and like her defense has gotten better in that she's not getting into those exchanges as much anymore, but like she sort of has to be in them to get what she wants at the end of the day anyway. And, uh, I, I don't think she's doing enough of that. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Deanna here, especially at plus 220. Like the, there's just so much yeah. value on that. <laughs> That's another thing. Like I said, I don't usually play the, the lines cause I feel like I should just tell the listeners who I think is going to win and they can decide if the line's decent or not. But yeah, that's another thing that, that kind of plays into this. Julie Robertson's not like, this is more of a pick them fight. If anything, I right? think so. Yeah. when I, when I saw the fight, I was like, Oh, I wonder if I can get Jillian as a dog. That was honestly my first thought. Um, yeah. And then to see her as a two to one favorite, I was like, Ooh, I mean, I am really off that. Yeah. And like what? 64% a home court advantage. It isn't enough to really make those odds that, nah. that much higher, especially considering, she's been living in it's not like uh she's not doesn't have to travel here she's she's from lives in florida i think right. she grew up and went to school there and everything too so all right vienna how let's check out the next fight metaweights siri city sidey i think he fought when i was in in the ocean on a cruise and i didn't see his first ufc fight so i don't know how to say his name he hasn't properly. fought in the ufc yet oh that's right he, he was contender series excuse me yeah. i did see his fight guess, well, who, he fought on, guess who he fought on contender series Ramon Tavares. He did. Yeah. He fought Ramon That's who he's Tavares. fighting again here. How do you say his name again? He's Canadian. I should be able to say. Siri? 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 I think it's Siri. Siri? 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 Are, is everyone's series going off right now? Hey, Siri. <laughs> I'm making everyone angry. Hey, Siri. Right, hey, play, <laughs> play a Quentin Rampage Jackson fight. Uh, hey, Siri. <laughs> play a Taylor Swift song. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 they probably are already. Anyway. So, anyhow. Um, all right. Let's go. Hey, Siri, put Webster on the TV. All right, Bantamweight, Siri, Saidi versus Ramon Tavares. Let's, let's stop the silliness. Hey, guess what Tavares' nickname is? Is it Catch Dem Hands, or is that just his oh, Instagram that's, handle? that's a good name. Who, who is that I think it's I think his Instagram handle is Catch Dem Hands or uh, something no, like that. No, that's catch, a great name. Catch D's Hands, maybe? Catch D's That should hands. be his nickname, because his nickname yeah. is Savage. Oh, okay. Guess, yeah. what Jill, guess what Jillian Roberts' nickname the is? Savage. Yeah. Uh, savage. Oh, well. <laughs> oh, Pascal Siakam got traded. Did you realize that 
He just I, got traded, Gumby. I didn't. That 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 affects my so, uh my first bucket articles that I read all the time. You got traded to the Indiana Pacers for Bruce Brown, Jordan Nawaru, Nawara, and three first round picks. Boom. Three first round picks is good for the Raptors. Raptors are finally finally uh tearing things apart. Usually poor Scotty Barnes. Yeah, exactly. He isn't well, he'll get to shoot more now. Anywho, it's back to Siri Sidey, Sidey Siri, Sidey versus Tavares 2. The fight we didn't know we needed this rematch, and here, here it is. Uh, all right, the Savage part two is nine and two, five knockouts, three submissions. That's Tavares, by the way, in case I lost you all here. Uh, he's been knocked out twice. This guy owes his rounds too. A lot of people owe his rounds, <laughs> and we need that shirt, Gumby. I don't know I'm why working, it's up to you. I'm working. I don't on know it. why it's up to you, but it's up to you, apparently. I'm working um, on it. You got the mantle shirt in there. So, um, all right. He's one one on contender series. He lost to Sidey and then he won his, he was on twice last season, right? He was correct. Yeah. Which means that they only do that with people. They really want to get into the UFC, right? Like, okay, well, you were supposed he, to win your last fight. He also got screwed out of his fight too. Uh, the reason this is being rematched in case anybody forgot on contender series is city hit him with one punch. He fell down, went to go pop up and the rep waved it off. Um, yeah. it, it was like one of the worst stoppages I've ever seen. Uh, but like, and, and immediately Dana White was like, that's terrible. He signed city and he was like, Tavares can fight again in three weeks. There you go. And he won, he won that fight, uh, is where I was a long way. I was headed to. So he's one on one contender series, won his last fight via TKO. He got knocked out by city Sadi. Hey Siri, uh, has missed weight before was a regional champion used to fight at featherweight. Better striking stats, better, more active landing strikes than Sidey, but we're basing this off two fights and one fight, respectively. Uh, he outstruck his UFC contender series or Dana White contender series opponents by 1.03 strikes a minute. He's at plus 150. Sidey, 10 and 1. Six knockouts, two submissions. Never been finishing a fight. He owes his finishes. Oh, someone owes his round. Someone owes his finishes. Something. What's going to give? Uh, this is his UFC debut. As Gumby said, one and no contender series. He beat Tavares. Six straight fights. He's not lost since February of 2020. Three straight fights he's won via finish. Multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store or get the hat. Get anything. Uh, playoffs is the code. You get 15, 15% off. Thanks to me and Gumpy. Uh, used to fight up at Featherweight. Three inches of height, two inches of reach over Tavares. Two years younger. He's one of these guys with the plus minus strike differential of 0. 0.0, as they say in in Animal House. Um Minus 170 is the number for him. Gumby. I'm actually going to go with Tavares. Um, oh, you know, we are different here. You mentioned it was in their contender series fight. They were even on strikes. Um, and I really like the way that Tavares pushes forward. He, he really only got into trouble when he stopped pushing forward in that fight. Um, and I think having good, had a chance to be in there with City, watch that fight back, which I'm sure he's done a dozen times. He knows that he's his best when he comes forward. That That's always kind of been the MO of Tavares too on the regional scene is that like when he moves forward, he's super dangerous and he puts pace on people. Like his pace is incredible. And CD is one of those like long lanky guys uh, who like, you know, picks his shots and stuff like that. But I, I don't know that he's going to be able to counter Tavares with Tavares like up in his face enough. Um, I think, you know, when, when city moves forward and can sort of like just pick somebody apart, he does an excellent job of it. But I think Tavares having kind of been burnt by that once. And I do mean kind of, because he wasn't really burnt by that. That fight should have kept going. Uh, I, I think you're going to see a different version of him in a different game plan coming in. I think you're going to see a lot of forward movement and I think he's probably going to get to city here. All right. I'm, I'm going 
Canadian again. I thought I was fading Canadians this um, episode, but I am not. Uh, apparently, maybe tomorrow's the one I fade. I'm not sure. Uh, I'll take City. Already beat the man. Already knocked the man out. And I, um, I, I shall take him again. So there you go. We differed on one fight. We'll yeah, see if we not, shall. Maybe not the, like five. I thought we were gonna. <laughs> no, that's well. That's because I switched on the one. I, I was, I was um, Vienna and then Robertson and then Vienna uh, once again. I talked myself into it. All right, featherweights: Charles Jordan versus Sean Woodson. Jordan would be the Canadian here. Yeah, there's a Canadian in every one of these fights, isn't there? Yes, or or a fake Canadian, a Canadian that lives somewhere elsewhere. Um, all right, Jordan and Woodson. We'll tell you about Woodson first. He is the sniper. Ten, one, and one. Three knockouts, one submission. He's been submitted one time. Four, one, and one in the UFC. Three, zero, and one over his last four. It's not lost since June of 2020. He's fight at lightweight. He's fight at middleweight. One known contender series, five inches taller than Jordan, nine inches of reach on him. That's pretty nuts, but that's pretty that's pretty much the case with all of Sean Woodson's fights. He's what six foot three? Is that right? He's tall as hell for featherweight. Yeah. Yeah. Tall as hell is the official height. Um yeah, I said lightweight. Yeah, he's featherweight. Never mind. Um, he has outstruck his opponents in the UFC by 1.4 and contender series by 1.41 strikes per minute. Better grappling stats than Jordan plus 165. Jordan 15, 6, and 1, 8 knockouts, 5 submissions. He's been submitted once. 6, 5, and 1 in the UFC. He's won two straight. Before that, he lost two straight. Won his last fight via submission. He's got multiple reach championships on his mantle. Correct get that shirt, sportsgamblingpockets.com slash store playoffs is your code. Uh, used to fight at lightweight three years younger than Woodson, better striking stats, more active landing strikes. He's outstruck his UFC opponents by 1.5 strikes per minute, minus 185. This is me, right? Um, Woodson is is tough guy to crack, but I, I like Jordan better, I like his power better. Um, yeah, Woodson seems um breakable at this weight, even though he has not been finished yet. Well, he's been submitted once, but still, I like Jordan. Um, I like what I've seen out of him recently. I like his all-around game, and I think he's he's gonna be the more powerful fight here as long as he can get past the nine-inch reach that uh Woodson's got on him. All those finish losses for Sean Woodson, too, it's worth noting are club and subs. You know, like the the Julian Arosa fight, you know, is the one that sticks out for me. He got hit by Julian Arosa and wound up getting Darius choked in that fight. And not for anything, that's kind of been what Charles Jordan has been up to lately. You know, like he, he's got a couple of guillotine jokes on his record. You know, he, he seems to be hitting people, and when they panic, he shoots the takedown. I don't think he's going to have issues with getting on the inside of Woodson. Woodson uses that length mostly for, like, knees on the inside and stuff like that rather than for, like, you know, sharp jabs and stuff like that. I know he goes by the nickname the Sniper, but, like, he he's not really out here sniping all that often. Um, and I think Charles Jordan should be able to move around it too. So, yeah, give me Jordan as well. He's sniping with a pea shooter is what he's sniping with. All right. We'll get you the main event of the prelims after I tell you about Hall of Fame bets. Win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay idea in the Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected or probability for the entire parlay. Start all players by hit rate. For any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start waiting with Hall of Fame bets. And of course, our merch store, 15% off everything in the store now until the end of the month. Promo code, once again, is playoffs. We're, we're also competing against other shows to see who can get the most sales. So make us look good. 
help us win some money, help us beat everyone else. Uh, go buy your MMA gambling merch in there, like the mantle shirt or the Gumby shirt. It's all there. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store. All right. Main event of the prelims. Canadian. Now he is a Irish uh, Canadian. He's Bantamweight's Brad Katona versus Garrett Armfield. Um, all right. Armfield, nine and three, six knockouts, two submissions. He's been submitted twice. One and one in the UFC. He got, he won via KO his last fight was regional champion, six inches of reach on Katona, five years younger, better striking stats, more active landing strikes. And he's at plus 165. Uh, Katona, Superman, 13 and two, one knockout, three submissions, never been finished in a fight, three and two in the UFC over two stints. He's a two time tough champion, two different weight classes. First person to ever do that. He's won five straight fights. He's not lost since September 2019. He's a regional champion as well. He used to fight at featherweight and lightweight. 2014 Pro MMA debut. Better grappling stats on Armfield. Minus 182. Gumby, finish us off here. I'm going dog to end it. I'll take Armfield. Uh, so I, am I. So am I. Come on, really? Us. Yeah. I I, yeah. Uh, I was wildly underwhelmed with Brad Katona on like the ultimate yep. fighter. Um, His fight against, uh, uh, what was it, Timur Valiev. I don't know. I just couldn't sell me on him. He he seemed to be losing that fight in large portions of it. He was trying to save it with his wrestling. If you go to damage, I actually probably would have scored the fight for Timur Valiev. And look, Armfield is maybe just like a better version of Valiev. You know, like you, you mentioned the loss in his debut. That was on three days notice, up a weight class to David Onama. A- any shame in that? Probably not. But the guy's got good wrestling. We've seen it time and time again on the regional scene. And in addition to that, you mentioned huge gaps in the reach here and uh, the height. I think he's going to pick apart Katona as Katona gets frustrated. Probably bad takedown attempts we're going to see from Katona. And Armfield should be able to stuff him, in my opinion. Um, I'm not particularly worried about Katona repeatedly taking down Armfield. So, yeah, I, I like Armfield here. Armfield, bigger, younger. Obviously, that's catnip to me, um, but also better striker and more powerful striking. Also catnip for me. So, yeah, they're the reasons I am taking uh, him here. And he's got really solid takedown defense, or at least he has in the UFC. 75% is his is his takedown defense on eight attempts. So not a not the huge amount, but but not you know super tiny amount as well. So Armfield is our pick to end things with a nice dog here. All right, we'll recap. We'll get out of here and we'll let Gumby recuperate. Armfield. Jordan, I got City. He's got Tavares. That's the only changes, uh, only differ fight we differed on is what I'm trying to spit out. We both have Vienna as another big dog. We need some of these big dogs come through this week. Last week, they did not. Uh, Lionese, Jesuda Vicious, Gordon, and that is it. Right? That's right. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord is the place to be. You can get more picks from us or chat about anything you want. I just put more breaking news in there, Gumby. Vadim Nenkov has uh, given up his light Bellator light heavyweight belt. Light, yeah. Did you even remember he was the light heavyweight champion? I did, but I don't know what the <laughs> significance of him do. Is that so he can fight in the PFL tournament? I don't know. He surrendered it though, so there you go. Okay. Well, we'll maybe, maybe we'll talk about Bellator. Is, and PFL Bellator, is Bellator real still? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I didn't think it was apparently. Real. Um. All right. What else can we do? Discord. I told you about. Uh, Twitter's SGP and MMA. Gumby runs that. I'm a Jeff Fox writer. He's a Gumby Vreeland. I'm Jeff Fox writer on Instagram as well. Gumby has a top turtle MMA podcast. I have not seen it this week. Gumby, what are you doing to me? You haven't posted. Uh, I had a, I had a maybe interview not come through and I had been holding it to maybe squeak in the extra interview. Yeah. Uh, So by the time you hear this, you will be hearing top turtle in your ears too. So you can go ahead and check that out right after you listen to this. 
Fantastic. If, if Gumby doesn't uh, die before then, you will hear it, right? Yeah, if I don't, I don't fall into a, uh, never mind, I'm not going to get graphic. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, my Discord, ob- not my Discord, my Substack, obviously get in there. I Maybe by the time you hear this, my top 24, 24 and under fighters for 2024 will be posted. Who do you think is number one on that list, Gumby? Who's the best under 24 fighter right now? Best under 24 fighter. Or 24, 24 and under. Sorry. I, I didn't. Man, there's, there's so many people who I'm like, there is, is that person 20? Is yep. Ilya Tapuria still under 24? No, he's not. <sighs> it's, it's basically all women's I'm... straw weights and UFC uh, and men's <laughs> the flyweights, basically. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I'm not, it, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not really great with ages. Like, uh, all right. Song Yudong under 24 still? Nope. They said he was like four when he got signed to the UFC. Yes. <laughs> I remember true. there was all kinds of like controversy around his birthday. <laughs> Everyone will have to read the article then, Gumby, Gumby included. So uh, that's money I made at substack.com. And at the very least, enter my pick em contest, which I'm running for uh, UFC 297. And sportsgumbypockets.com, slash Patreon, and sportsgumbypockets.com slash store. They're the places you need to go. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully Gumby feels better. If not, he shall be a zombie girl, Gumby Vreeland. Um, I, of course, will remain the future Jeff Fox, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.